0: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Have you heard the strange tales of the Whistler?
1: (laughs) I am the Whistler.
2: I get a terrible feeling of depression, then this awful urge comes upon me, the urge to hurt someone, the urge to inflict pain, the urge to kill.
0: It's another Sunday night, and again, CBS Radio presents The Whistler.
1: I, The Whistler, know many things. For I walk by night. I know many strange tales, many secrets hidden in the hearts of men and women who have stepped into the shadows. I know the nameless terrors of which they dare not speak. And so I tell you tonight the unusual tale, The Urge to Kill. Henry Drake sits in his big office, staring out over the smoking stacks of his busy factory. Production is at its peak. The demands of the past year have brought untold problems to his desk and placed heavy loads on his shoulders. Henry Drake and his partner, Philip Putnam, had started this factory five years ago and had built it into a smooth-running, highly profitable organization. And now, the added demands of war have more than trebled the production, and the worries as well. Phil had put up most of the money, and Henry the brains. It was Henry who always had to make the decisions, but now something is happening to Henry. He's beginning to slip. His memory is playing tricks on him.
2: Well, good morning, Mr. Drake. Oh, 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 good morning, Ethel. Oh, Mr. Putnam wants to know if you've studied those contracts from last night. Contracts? Uh, what contracts? Why, the ones I gave you last night. You said you'd take them home. They have to be signed by noon, you know. Contracts? Why... I don't know what you're talking about. When did Phil give me any contracts? Why,
3: just before he left last night.
2: Hmm. Well, that's funny. You don't remember? What R- remember, Hut? Uh, well, uh, yes, yeah, yes, I do remember now. Uh, yes, yes, of course. Well, may I have them? Uh, well, uh, let me see. Uh, man, what on earth did I do with them? Uh, uh, tell Mr. Putnam to step in here, please. Yes, Mr. Drake. Mr. Drake would like to see you, Mr. Putnam. I'll be right in. I'll ring if I need you, Ethel.
3: All right. Good morning, Henry. What's up?
2: I, um... About those contracts you gave me yesterday evening, uh, what were they about?
3: What? What do you mean? Uh, haven't you read them?
2: No. No, I haven't.
3: <laughs> Good heavens, man. They were supposed to be signed by noon today, and it's, it's ten o'clock now. Now, where
2: are they? I, I don't know where they are, Phil. I... I can't find them. I'm sure I didn't take them home. Oh, you must have.
3: Strange. I
2: can't remember a thing about them.
3: Well, what did you do after you left here? Where did you go?
2: Well, I went home. That is, I think I did.
3: Think you did? What's the matter with you, Henry?
2: I don't know, Phil. I I can't seem to recall a thing I did last evening.
3: Are you kidding? Why should I kid about a thing like this? Well, don't get sore about it. It's certainly ridiculous. Uh, this is a serious situation. I know, Phil. I know that better than you do. Well, call your home. They've got to be there. Have Rita send them over by a special messenger. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, get Mrs. Drake on the phone. Yes, sir. You don't look very well, Henry. You're as pale as a ghost. Look at that perspiration. What's wrong with you, man?
2: I, I don't know. I really don't know. I feel terrible and my eyes are bothering me. Uh, Bright flashes passing in front of me and
3: my ears throb. Uh, Hello? Oh, Rita, hey, uh, this is Phil. Henry brought a contract home to study last evening. Uh, Look around and see if you can find it, okay? Uh, Yes, it's very important. Uh, Okay, it's in a blue binder, about 20 pages. Uh, What? Oh. I see. Thanks. She's in the library
2: now. Uh, yes, right.
3: Yes. Oh, you, you can't. Yes, I see. Really? Well, all right. Call me back. Well, what about it? You have no idea what happened to you after you left here last evening at 6. Did I leave at 6? Oh, certainly, and so did I. She said you didn't come home for dinner. She decided to go to the opera, and when she came back at 12, you didn't come in until 1. Said your shoes and trousers were all covered with mud, and you went straight to bed. Was it raining last night? Of course it was. I don't remember that. Rita's going to look in the coat and suit you were wearing last evening. Uh, She'll call me back.
2: What on earth is happening to me? Uh, Where could I have gone?
3: Yes. Yes, Rita. Oh, you you couldn't. I see. (coughs) Very well. Thank you. Okay, goodbye. Not a trace of the contract. Now what?
2: Phil, uh, Phil, I've got to tell you this. Uh, This isn't the first time this has happened. Uh, It's been going on for weeks. Uh, About twice every week, a terrible depression comes over me, and then... When I wake up, I can't for the life of me remember anything about the night before.
3: Well, maybe the strain has been too much. Uh, you better see a doctor at once. Oh, you know? I
2: know I should, but
3: but I'm afraid to. Why? I'm afraid of what he might tell me. Oh, nonsense! Go and see a doctor right now. I'll go down to your place and search it from top to bottom.
2: Very well, Phil. I'll go now. I'll be back as soon as I can.
1: struggles in a daze from his office, walks about the city for an hour trying to make up his mind to see a doctor. He doesn't have the courage to tell his own doctor, so he finally decides to visit a psychiatrist. Then he remembers the names of one of the most famous in the country, Dr. Schultz. The state psychiatrist.
2: Uh, I know you're not a general practitioner, Dr. Schultz, and uh, as a state psychiatrist, I know you're a busy man, but, but I read a few of your books, and I thought you'd be willing to help me.
0: Well, ordinarily I wouldn't, Mr. Drake, but uh, I know who you are and what you've been doing, so I'll do what I
2: can. Thank you, doctor.
0: You say you have lapses of memory.
2: Yes, I wake up in the morning and can't remember what happened the night before. In the morning, I have headaches and see strange flashes before my eyes and hear throbbing noises.
0: How often does this occur?
2: About twice a week, but I remember everything I do during the day.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Have you ever had a serious ailment? Uh, No. Uh, Ever had an accident, Um, anything that might have caused a concussion? Well, not that I remember. I may have had as a child. Hmm. Have you been working under an exceptional mental strain?
2: Yes. Yes, I have. The pressure has more than doubled. For the last year, the problems have been so heavy that I've been unable to sleep. I've studied them until dawn, until finally I was unable to even sleep and remember them.
0: Interesting. You don't go to
2: sleep easily? No, not until very late. Uh, For all appearances, I wander about until about one in the morning, and where, I don't know. You're married? Why, yes. What does your wife
0: think of your strange behavior?
2: (laughs) Naturally, she doesn't like it. She says I walk in and go to bed without saying a word, so now she doesn't even ask where I've been.
0: Are you and your wife incompatible? Well, somewhat. Have you ever been interested in another woman? I have not. Uh, Do you have any children? (laughs) No. Have you ever been caught in a predicament where you were forced to do something dishonest in order to escape a a serious penalty? What do you mean? Well, let me rephrase it. Do you fear anything or anybody... No, not at all. Do you hate anything or anybody?
2: Yes. Yes, lately I dislike my work, my business intensely. Why? I don't know why. Maybe I've had too much of it.
0: So who's the closest
2: to you in your work? Well, I have a partner and we have a secretary. And who are they? My partner is Philip Putnam and my secretary is Ethel Watson.
0: Uh, Do you have the same secretary? Uh,
2: Yes, that way we keep things more orderly. Uh Uh-huh. Could you get along without her? Why, I never thought of it. She's very capable, but I suppose I could get along without her.
0: Does your partner have as much responsibility in the business as you do?
2: I do most of the mental work. And you resent that? You mean, do do I think he should take more responsibility? Yes, I do. But he isn't capable. Plays golf and takes days off at a time. Yes, I do resent that. I know nothing can be done about it. Is,
0: is your partner married?
2: No. For a while, I thought he and our secretary were growing fond of each other, but in the last few months, it seems to have cooled. Hmm. Are
0: your financial affairs in order?
2: Well, exceptionally so. Never better. Are you worried about the outcome of the war? Uh, no, uh, no more than anyone else. I realize it would keep every nose to the grindstone, but... Uh, uh, do you drink? Well, temperate. Probably a little more of late. You never took narcotics No, no, I've tried sleeping tablets, but they did me no good I see Have you anything further to add to this discussion? I, um, no
0: Well, then I must ask you to leave and not come back
2: What? What do you mean,
0: Doctor? Just that, leave and don't come back until you decide to tell me the truth But but I have told you everything I know No, you haven't There's something you've been withholding good day. Wait a minute.
2: What are you trying to say? I'm
0: not trying to say anything. I told you you're holding something back. Some some fear that you don't want known. But if you want me to help you, you have to divulge everything.
2: All right. Uh, I thought maybe I could get you to help me without my telling, but all right, I'll tell you what it is. Okay, that's better. It happens on these mornings when I fail to remember what is a cure of the night before. It happens during these, these spells of flashes and noises. What happens? I get this terrible feeling of depression, and then slowly, gradually, the urge comes upon me. The urge to what? The urge to hurt someone. The urge to inflict pain, inflict injury on someone. On whom? Anyone, any person who comes into my mind. Anyone I think of or see, the the waitress in the cafe, my secretary, my chauffeur, my wife, my partner, a laborer, anyone. Have you ever killed (sighs) anyone, Mr. Drake? No, no, I swear never, And, and I don't want to. And that's why I'm here. I'm afraid, afraid of myself. I don't want to hurt anyone. I swear I don't want to hurt anyone. I'd rather die would you? Yes. Yes. All right. Now, now you know. That's my great fear. Something's got to be done, doctor. You you've got to help me. Very
0: well, Mr. Drake. I'm I'm glad you finally told me. Now I know what to do or or at least where to start.
2: Do uh, uh, you don't think that I'm Going completely to pieces, mentally, I mean.
0: No, I don't think so.
2: Oh, you think it's just temporary?
0: Uh, Let's not talk about it anymore.
2: But what can I do?
0: I want you to stay away from your business for a week. Don't go near it. Don't even think about it. All right. I want you to stay in bed as much as possible. Yes. Read something in a lighter vein. Putter about if you like in the garden. Anything but business. At the end of the week, I want to see you again. and above all, rest. Yes rest your mind, rest your body. Yes,
2: I understand. and thank you uh, you thank you so much, Doctor. you think that will uh, will help me out of these spells?
0: I think everything will turn out for the best.
2: Yeah. Well, thank you, Dr. Schultz. I, I appreciate this and well, I'll see you in a week. Goodbye, Mr. Drake.
0: Miss Burton.
4: Yes, Dr. Schultz.
0: Did you take down that interview, Miss Burton?
4: Yes, Doctor.
2: I made a recording of it.
1: Thank you, Miss Burton. So Henry goes home and stays in bed for three days, according to the doctor's instructions. Then toward midnight of the third evening, his wife Rita comes home and is startled to find him gone.
4: Jackson? Jackson? Yes, Mrs. Drake. Jackson, where's Mr. Drake?
1: Why, Mr. Drake is in his room, but ma'am. But he,
4: he isn't. He's gone.
1: Gone? I didn't see him go out, ma'am.
4: When did you see him last?
1: Well, that was about, till, uh 9.30, I guess. Uh, I looked in to see if there was anything he wanted before I retired. Uh,
4: what did he say? W- was he dressed?
1: Oh No, ma'am. He was in bed. Uh, didn't say he wanted anything. I might as well turn in.
4: Where on earth could he have gone on a rainy night like this? Well,
1: should I go out and try to find him, ma'am?
4: No. No, never mind, Jackson. You can go back to bed.
1: Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Good night. Hmm.
4: I can't imagine why on earth he'd go out when he wasn't feeling well. Uh, Hello? Phil? This is Rita. I just came in and Henry isn't here. I don't know. The butler said he, was, he saw him at 9.30 and he was in bed. Why on earth would he go out in a storm? What reason could he possibly have? Well, no, I don't think so. I hope he doesn't. Yes, good night, Phil. Yes, I'll see you in tomorrow morning, if possible. Good night.
1: As Rita hangs up the receiver, she suddenly realizes the library door is closed. But a streak of light shows beneath it. She steps quickly to the door and opens it softly.
4: Henry! Huh? What are you doing here?
2: Oh, well, hello, Rita.
4: Why aren't you in bed?
2: In bed? Why, I don't know.
4: Well, who are you phoning?
2: Phoning? Oh, oh, I, I was just thinking about phoning the doctor. I wanted to talk to him.
4: At this hour of the night, it's 12 o'clock.
2: 12? Uh, well, yes, yes, so it is.
4: <sighs> Wait till morning. Uh,
2: all right, yes, I guess I may. Uh, I don't really remember what I wanted to talk to him about anyway.
4: Where have you been?
2: Uh, well, where have I been? I, I haven't been any place.
4: But you must have. Uh, look at your top coat. It's soaking wet. Uh, and look at your shoes. They're muddy.
2: Well, that's strange. I don't remember having gone out. I I thought I'd been sitting here all evening.
4: But it's obvious you haven't been here all evening. And you have been out.
2: Perhaps so.
4: This is the second or third time you've come in with your shoes all muddy. Where do you go this time of night? I
2: tell you, I don't know. I
4: don't believe you. Well,
2: uh, Whether you do or not, I don't remember where I've been.
4: It's the silliest thing I've ever heard of. A man like you, an intelligent man, walking around in his sleep.
2: Uh, but I couldn't have been asleep. I know that much. Nonsense. Oh, don't be so impatient, Rita. I, I don't like this any more than you do, but I'm sure I'll be all right in a short time. Uh, Dr. Schultz will pull me out of it.
4: Well, I hope so.
2: Have you been out, Rita?
4: Why, of course. I told you early in the evening I was going to play bridge with the Parkers.
2: Hmm. Perhaps you did, but I don't remember that either.
4: I told you just the same.
2: I'm sorry, Rita. I know this must be very trying for you. It, It isn't very pleasant having a man mope around the house all the time.
4: You'd better go to bed, Henry, and take off those wet
2: clothes. Oh, oh, oh yes, yes. Uh, uh, Rita, uh, why don't you go away for a few days? Take a little rest. I, I know you're terribly upset about all this, and, uh, well, it would do you good.
4: It wouldn't exactly be right for me to go away at a time like this. What would people think oh, of Oh,
2: who cares what people think? You could go up to the mountains or maybe down to Miami. Well, well any place. Uh, maybe by the time you get back, I'll be all right.
4: Do you want to get rid of me?
2: Oh, I don't want you to go, but I think it would do you good. Uh, you're, you're becoming upset because of me, and I think you'd worry less if you got out of town for a couple of days.
4: Very well. Perhaps you're right. We'll talk about it in the morning.
2: All right. Good night, Rita.
4: Good night.
1: Henry sits for a while staring at the telephone, then gets up slowly and shuffles up the steps to his room. He pauses for a few moments before Rita's door, then goes to his own room and goes to bed. The storm continues in its fury. And from its kennel in the backyard, Duke, Rita's Airedale begins to howl. Finally, the storm subsides. Morning comes
2: and Henry joins Rita at breakfast.
4: What's the matter, Henry? You haven't eaten a bite.
2: No, I'm not hungry. I don't feel at all well this morning.
4: You do look pale. I've never seen you so haggard. No? What's the matter with your hands? My hands? Well, yes, you you keep staring at them and flexing your fingers.
2: Oh, well, I don't know. Eh, They seem to... It feels like rheumatism.
4: Have some coffee, Henry.
2: Yes, yes, I believe I will. Here, th- you,
4: here you are. Thank you. Oh, oh. Good heavens uh, oh. it's all over the floor
2: I'm so sorry I just don't even seem to have a grip I it's getting bad when I can't even hold a cup of coffee uh, Rita, Rita what have you decided about that trip uh, I wish you'd take a few days vacation
4: oh, you sound as though you want to get rid of me
2: I'm only thinking of you
4: very well if you insist yes
3: I'll
4: go up to the mountain place good maybe it'll do us both some good Miss
3: Drake Miss Drake Miss Drake
4: Jackson what on earth are you so excited about oh
1: Miss Drake something terrible has happened
4: terrible what do you mean I
1: don't know how to tell you ma'am it's it's awful
4: what are you trying to say
1: it's Duke your Airedale
4: what's happened to him
1: he's he's dead (laughs) I went out to the kennel to unhook his chain and there he was ma'am
4: Oh, good heavens, what happened to him? He's been oh.
1: strangled. Oh. He was beside the house, his tongue sticking out. It's awful, ma'am.
4: Oh, my goodness. Strangled? But why? And, well, and maybe, who?
1: Maybe he got tangled in his chain. Oh. But it didn't appear so, ma'am. Like someone did it deliberately.
4: Oh, the poor fellow. I- I just can't imagine such a thing.
2: Oh, well, wait, wait a minute, Rita. I wouldn't go out there.
4: Oh, but I must. Oh.
2: Please don't. It will only upset you more. Please oh. don't go.
4: Oh, very well. But I... I'm just sick all over. Now, now,
2: Rita. I know Dude, how you feel. and It's I a just... shame. It's terrible. Oh. Uh, Jackson, uh, tell the maid to pack Mrs. Drake's things. Oh. Uh, she's going to the mountains for a few days. Oh.
1: Henry Drake sits staring at his hands for a few moments, opening them and closing them, opening and closing. Then suddenly he leaves the house and rushes to Dr. Schultz's office.
0: What's wrong with you, Drake? You weren't to come here until day after tomorrow.
1: I had to see you, Doctor. Something terrible has happened. Now, now, now.
0: Just calm down. Calm down. Take it easy. Sit down, Mr. Drake.
2: It happened last night. What happened, Duke? My wife's dog. He was killed last night. Killed. Well, how did that happen? He was strangled, choked to death. Oh, well, who did it? I, it. it uh, I must have done it. You? Oh, come now. What makes you think that? I. I can't remember a thing about it. I. I can't remember nothing of last night. But, but I must have done it because of my hands. What's wrong with your hands? They hurt. The muscles are terribly sore, as though I'd been doing something strenuous. I see. And and look at this mark on my thumb. Hmm. It's, It's a long cut, as though something sharp dragged across it. You mean like a tooth? Yes. Why not a dog's tooth? Hmm.
0: It certainly does. And you think you killed the dog? What do you think, Doctor? Well, I suppose it's possible,
2: but... There's no proof. It could be coincidental. I don't think so. I must have done it. He's never disturbed the neighbors that I know of. Did you like the dog? Why, of course. I was very fond of him. Don't you see what this means? I've been afraid of something like this. Heaven knows what else I've done when I've been in these lapses. You've got to do something for me, Doctor. All right, Mr. Drake, we're
0: going to put you through a series of tests. It'll take some time, but I think we can get to the root of your trouble.
2: I'll do anything, Dodger, anything you say.
0: Okay, then we'll start right now. Miss Burton, get Dr. Fenton. I want him to assist me in a complete examination.
4: Yes, Dr. Schultz,
0: right away. Now, Mr. Drake, just relax and continue staring into this little beam of light. I want you to answer these questions as quickly as possible. Yeah, okay. You're crossing a street, an automobile suddenly bears down upon you. You see? Yes. In an effort to save yourself, you jump out of the way. Yes. Do you jump
2: forward or backward? Uh, uh, backward. Why? I can jump backwards quicker than I can forward.
0: Repeat after me as quickly as possible. One, two, three, five, six, eight, nine.
2: One, two, three, four, five, six, eight, nine. You have no six.
0: children? No. But you're married? Yes. Suppose you had a child and you came home at night only to discover your house was on fire. Your wife and child are alone, asleep on the second floor. Would you try to rescue them first or call the fire department? Uh, uh, call the fire department. I see. Uh, did you get all that for timing, Miss Burton? Yes, now, Mr. Drake, keep your eyes on the black dot and follow it closely as it moves. I'm going to call out a series of words. As I call them, you answer the word or phrase that is suggested by what I say. Yes. Green. Grass. Roses.
2: Funeral. Orange. Sunset. Honeysuckle. Comb. Violet. Life. Red. Blood. Dog. Hands. Auto. Wreck. Rain. Mud.
0: Love. Hate. Very well, Mr. Drake. Rest for about ten minutes, and we'll proceed to the next test. Oh, uh, yes, how do your hands feel? Huh? Oh, I, oh. Oh, uh, uh
2: you yeah, know, about the same.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, come with me, Miss Burton. Yes, yeah, Doctor.
1: So on through the day, at various intervals, the psychiatrist continues his examination. And finally, Drake goes home, completely exhausted. For about an hour or two, he dozes in the library. At about 9.30, Jackson, the butler, steps into the room. Uh, Beg your pardon, sir? Huh? Uh, Oh, Uh, where have you been, Jackson? Well, no one was here, sir, so I uh, went to visit my brother for a few hours. And where's Mrs. Drake? Well, sir, she's gone to Miami for a few days. Said to tell you she thought it would uh, be best if she went today. Took the six o'clock
2: train this evening. Ah, I see. Anything you would like, sir? No. Uh, No, you can turn in if you like. Well, thank you, sir. Good night, sir. Yes, all right.
1: Henry sits staring into the dark for almost an hour. Then slowly he rises. As if in a daze, puts on his hat and coat, slips out of the house and starts to walk about in the night. Finally, he comes to an apartment house, climbs to the top floor, and knocks on the door.
3: Henry, what are you doing here?
2: I want to talk to you, Phil. Uh,
3: Come in. Uh, What's the matter with you? Sit down.
2: I don't want to sit down.
3: Uh, Just as you like. Uh, What do you want to talk about?
2: You have your bags packed. Are you going someplace?
3: Why, uh, uh, yes. I'm driving down to Boston for a week on uh, business. On business? Yes, on business. I I tried to reach you today, but was unable to. What on earth is wrong with you? What are you staring at? you sure you're
2: going to Boston?
3: Uh, Certainly, I'm sure. (laughs) What are you laughing about?
2: You aren't going to Boston? I know where you're going.
3: I tell you I'm going to Boston. I don't believe you. What are you talking about? Rita's gone to Miami.
2: Why don't you go to Miami, too? Wouldn't that be better? Wouldn't
3: you like that? Wouldn't that be very jolly? Why, for heaven's sake, stop this nonsense. Is Rita here? Certainly not. Why should she be here?
2: I wonder. Couldn't you think of any reason? I think you're out of your mind. Do you? Really? You certainly act Uh, like it. But I'm not. (laughs) I'm perfectly sane.
3: Uh, All crazy people think they're sane. Maybe I am crazy, but I don't feel crazy. (laughs) <laughs> I am perfectly normal. <laughs> You'd better go home. You're in no condition to be wandering around. Oh, hey, where's Rita? I don't know where Rita is. She hasn't been here? No. You're lying, Phil. She has been here. <sighs>
2: That's ridiculous. Look. Here in the ashtray. One of Rita's special made
3: cigarettes. Uh, why, uh, I'll put that there. I-, I thought I'd try them.
2: Oh, Really? And since when did you take up using lipstick, Phil? Ah,
3: all right, all right. She was here, but she left to catch a train at six. And you'll catch the next one, is that right? She came here to talk about you. She's terribly upset about your condition. She thinks, well... Well, what does she think? She's become afraid of you.
2: Oh, has she? And what
3: caused that? Well, she... Well, why shouldn't she be upset? You've been acting like a lunatic. She thinks you killed that dog. Did you?
2: I don't remember. <laughs> Maybe I did. <laughs>
3: I've got to hurry. My train leaves in half an hour. There's no train for Boston for 3
2: hours. But the train from Miami leaves in half an hour, Phil.
3: You you better go home, Henry. <laughs> Uh, Why don't you admit it? Why lie about it? You're seeing her in Miami. Get out of
2: here. You and Rita are in love. I know it. I've known it for weeks and weeks. And last night, I found out for sure. You're crazy. Maybe I am. But I heard you both talking on the phone. She didn't know I was listening in on the extension in the library, Phil. I heard you agree to meet her at a certain time. That's what I've been waiting for. Now I
3: know it. All right, all right. What of it? The way you've been acting is enough to make any woman dislike
2: you. Oh, so you admit it, do you?
3: Yes. Now get out of here. <laughs> Henry, put away that gun.
2: All right. I'm going to leave it right here when I'm through with it. <laughs> I'm going to kill you Phil. You
3: you insane fool. You can't get away with a thing like this. You, you can't prove anything about Rita and me. Don't hang you. Oh, I don't think so. Don't you remember?
2: <laughs> I'm crazy.
3: Oh, I, I'll fix you. Police department. Oh, go ahead, call the police. That's fine. Hello. <laughs> 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 yes, Rexley Apartments. There's a madman in my room, and, and he's trying to kill me. <laughs> oh, 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 oh.
2: <laughs> what a shame, Phil. You've missed your train. <laughs> Well, it's all
1: over, Henry. Sit down now and wait for the police. You won't have any more mental lapses now, will you, Henry? You won't need to. Fantastic job, Henry. And very beautifully planned. Everyone knows about your mental lapses, your illness, and your desire to harm people. Rita knows about the dog. Your secretary knows about the contracts. Most important of all, Dr. Schultz knows that you've been suffering from a mental disorder for weeks. Oh, there'll be a trial. Your plea will be insanity. You'll go away for a while. Then all of a sudden, you'll be cured and walk out a free man. (laughs) Now we're in the courtroom. And Dr. Schultz, the psychiatrist, is speaking.
0: Mr. Drake came to me with his trouble some weeks ago. Dr. Fenton and I psychoanalyzed him thoroughly. Here is a, a signed statement of our findings at that time, and attached to it are our findings as of yesterday. Henry Drake was then and is now absolutely sane.
2: He's alive!
0: The whole thing was planned to escape the death penalty for premeditated
1: murder. No well there you go Henry the whole thing blew up in your face a beautiful plan gone haywire you should have spent less time thinking about your revenge Henry and more time studying psychology too bad